I invented the greatest thing ever the other day. Is it a food? It is. Do you like cheesy garlic fingers? Of course. Who doesn't? And do you like pizza? Yeah. Okay. I, the other day, in my hunger, wanted pizza, but we didn't have pizza. So I took one of the garlic cheese finger things that we bought from Costco. They're in the shape of a pizza. The pizza delight one. Yeah. And I put like pepperoni and like pizza toppings on it. And I made the ultimate garlic cheesy bread pizza. It was the greatest thing that my taste buds have ever tasted. It was cheesy. It was pizza-y. It wasn't too saucy. But you know what's going to be real saucy? What? This episode of the Seat on Screen podcast. It's true what they say. <laughs> After a very long day, that song just makes everything go away. What's up, everybody? It's Sean and David, and it's the Scene on Screen podcast. It does the opposite of making people go away. It flocks them towards us. No, it makes the bad go away. Like, I just feel, like, pumped up and energized. Like, you know? know like That's you, how I felt after eating my cheesy garlic bread pizza. So I, I had a feeling as soon as you said, like, <laughs> uh, you, do you like cheesy figures? Do you like pizza? I was like... This guy didn't just think he invented garlic bread pizza when Pizza Delight okay. has been selling that on their menu for years. Oh, wait, hold on. It's an actual thing. It's not just a company that makes frozen so, pizzas. Yeah. So Pizza Delight is um, well, one of the areas where I grew up, which was Slobble Beach, Ontario, had a Pizza Delight. And there was also one in, I want to say, Southampton. And we would go sometimes with our family and go get like the it's it's literally Pizza Hut, but with a different name. And they had the garlic sticks pizza that you'd always share. And sometimes you get like, you'd get toppings on it. So I I don't want to ruin this for you by saying you didn't invent it, but like, (laughs) yeah, in my, in, in that moment, I thought it was the greatest thing ever because I was like, oh man, I, I I just want a pizza, but we got these. So from Costco, you can buy these frozen garlic cheese fingers. And literally it's a, it's a garlic pizza thing. Right. But, it's like a cheese pizza, but with garlic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then you cut it into slices or you cut it into like strips of finger things. And it's really good because like it's not like a typical pizza, right? Because they can't have all the sauce and stuff like that. So it's like really light on the sauce. Like they have like a garlic butter type spread thing on it. And then like Parmesan cheese and mozzarella cheese. So it's like really like super cheesy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we had pepperoni from... Uh, previous time that we made pizza, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna turn this into a pizza, 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 not the pizza, 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 but the like my own pizza, like a yeah. real pizza. <laughs> anyway, tomorrow, so I tomorrow ate when it. You and... invite, invent pizza bagels. <laughs> let me know. It was the greatest thing ever. I ate the whole thing, and then I felt horrible afterwards. Do Do you remember when Dairy <laughs> Queen had what was called the treats of pizza? Oh yeah, where it was like the cookie layer 
uh, on like a, another cookie. And then it was just like your ice cream was your cheese mm-hmm. and then your toppings were whatever. Oh, the days I wanted to start off the show completely differently, asking you the question of all questions. Okay. Uh, sure. I will marry you. Have, you. No. <laughs> you're desperately hot. Okay. Thank you. That, oh, like thank you. Your air conditioning's not working in the vehicle. You and uh-huh. Angela. I roll the windows down. You and Angela have $2.30 on you. You lost your debit card somewhere on the beach. $2.30? We're going to McDonald's for the dollar drink days. So I was going to ask you, would you go to McDonald's and get a dollar drink or a dollar ice cream cone? Or would you go to Wendy's and get the 99 cent Frosty? But once you've picked one, you can never get the other ever again. Really? Yeah, that's the way my game works. I made the games. That's a horrible, <laughs> horrible game. Um, I would pick the dollar drink because uh, Frosties, it's a, it's a junior Frosty. Or it's a small. I forget what it is. But you Unless a, they change it. You get an ice cream cone for a dollar too, don't you? Yeah, but here's the thing. Oh, <laughs> here's the shit. Thing about Here we the, go. Here's the thing about the ice cream cones at McDonald's is that uh, the ice cream machine is like Schrodinger's cat. You know, it's it's working and it's broken at the same time. <laughs> Have you the seen only, the documentary? <laughs> the only way to figure it out is actually to try and order an ice cream cone. Uh, have you seen the documentary for the ice cream cone mach- or the ice cream machine? No. Okay. So I will send you this video. I will actually post a link to it on our Instagram because this is a PSA for everybody. It's about a 28 minute video. Some guy deep dove into why the McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken. And it turns out that the company that owns McDonald's also owns a share in the company that makes the ice cream machines. And the ice cream machine people are the only people that can repair the ice cream machine. And half the time it's not broken. It's just stuck in cleaning mode because somebody screwed it up. And well, at uh, least we know that it's clean. Then if you go to this website called McBroken.com, I'm going to revolutionize everybody's lives here. All right. So the like I'm looking at Kitchener, Ontario right now out of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 McDonald's, one McDonald's is down, their ice cream machine. So 7.75% of all um, Mc, ice cream machines are broken. 21% of the San Jose ones, 16% of the Philadelphia ones. Um, I can go, like, you could look at all, or you, you could look at Toronto. You could look So at how, how do they keep this up to date? Um, uh, essentially, like do, do people have to? I, I believe post it's it? based on a, a, a yeah. How does this work? Um, I know, like in the documentary that I watched, um, somebody like reverse engineered a, a piece of machinery that could actually stop these codes from happening on the ice cream machines. It's just hilarious that it's working out this way. Um, it says I reverse engineered McDonald's internal API, and I'm currently placing an order worth $18,000 every minute at McDonald's in the U.S. to figure out which locations have broken ice creams machines. So somebody wrote a program to constantly order ice cream to see what machines are broken. (laughs) Good on them, man. Good on them. The things people do just for the hell of it. But it's a fascinating watch. Um, I, I believe it, if you just type in McDonald's ice cream machine, it's the first thing that show, shows up now on um, 
ice cream machine broken. Yeah. So it's called the real reason why McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken by Johnny Harris. This guy has 7.1 million views in one month. It's definitely worth the half hour of your life. Johnny Harris, everyone. Good job. Yeah. Good job. I'll have to check that out. Oh, you should. And it was going to be like, what the hell are you watching? Like Sean told me to It's just how it goes. And then she'll be like, oh, if Sean told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? And you would be like, yes, because Sean would look at it and do a, a risk analysis and be like, oh, there's enough water to land in or there's pillows or there's marshmallows. And he landed. I would just know what it would really be is Sean probably heard a rumor that there's something down <laughs> at the bottom of the bridge. <laughs> there's Cause a Because we, we all know Sean loves his rumors. I do love a good game rumor because that's why I'm here. No other reason. Um, why are we here today? First off, how like what have you been playing? I, I know we've uh, we've gone a little bit longer than we usually would in an intro, but have you played anything well, this week? Yeah, you know what? I have. Um, so we just came off of a, a long weekend. That's right? true. It was Victoria Day weekend. Uh, I had a good four days off, and I decided to finally beat a video game. Yep, that's right, folks. <laughs> David finally beat a video game. Yeah, mark uh, it in your calendar. I beat Yakuza 0. I started that game one fateful night way back on August 17th, 2017. And I beat the game on... May 22nd, 2021. Congratulations. Yeah, it was awesome. So then I uh, started playing uh, Mass Effect over again because I I, I got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite shop on the Citadel. So, yeah, I was telling you this the other day. I have still yet to ever play Mass Effect. Uh, Like, I've I've learned about it, but I've never actually been so inclined as to play like jump in and play it's uh i i feel like mass effect is a defining game of a generation uh it was i don't know there's just so much around like mass effect is a masterpiece now i know that they they had like there's a lot of controversy around like how mass effect 3 like when the game first came out, like the ending was kind of like, what the hell? So they released like a free DLC that changed the ending. Um, like it, the the game. Wait, kind of kind of like how Fallout Three released a DLC to to reverse the mistake they made, making it definitive. Something like that, yeah. So no it was just like one it. of those things, <laughs> like the the the, uh, the Mass Effect trilogy like that's the story is like such an epic proportions there's such huge world building uh there's a ton of ton of like just lore and story and characters and all that stuff that is just like such an engrossing game um i'm surprised that you haven't played it but unless you're like really into sci-fi stuff then it might not you know it's easy to to miss but um yeah, maybe when I'm done it in like six years, uh, <laughs> I'll well, lend it to you. Is it on one disc or is it on multiple discs? It's on. Well, it's actually on uh, on two discs, 
one disc is an installation disc, and then the second disc is like the play disc, which I don't understand. I I really don't get it because like on so I have it on a uh, Xbox because it actually runs at full 4K 60 frames per second on the Series X. Legit. Whereas the PS5 it it doesn't, which is interesting. So I picked it up on that one, and also I originally played it on Xbox, so. It's kind of part of the nostalgia factor for me. Um, so it has two discs. The second disc is the install disc. First disc is the play disc. So you put the second disc in and it, and it copies the game over. But the the install of the... It just installs the first game. And the overall install is like 21 gigs. So I don't understand why it needs two discs. Because if you want to install Mass Effect 2 or Mass Effect 3 you have to download it. So Mass Effect 2, I went to install it, and it was like a 31 gig download. And I'm like, well, why is this on two discs? It doesn't, that doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I started that. And then I also kind of picked up, or I didn't pick up, I just kind of started playing um, Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. Okay. Uh, it's uh, by the same company that did the Yakuza games and judgment and, and those things. Uh, so same kind of RPG beat em up thing, but it's based off of the fist of the North star anime series. And this is like a series from like the, I want to say late seventies, early eighties. Um, I never watched it, but it's, it's hilarious. This guy is so powerful and he uses like, uh, I don't know what it is. It's like they use, um, like not acupuncture, but he like can, I, I don't know how to explain it. He uses like a chi or something like that, where mm-hmm. he can hit specific parts of your, your psyche. <laughs> and then it like causes people to do stuff. So like, he'll do this thing and like a thousand, like a thousand fist punch or whatever. And literally like you're just punching, like it's like, and the sound that he makes when he's punching, he's like, yeah. it's literally and then he turns around and he's like you're already dead and the guy just blows up like it's so it's so ridiculous uh it's such a funny game but it's uh yeah it i think you know you might like that um if if you did you ever play the yakuza games like even try them Uh, i tried one on like ps two i want to say maybe ps3 yeah that uh okay uh well they're on game pass like yakuza kiwami zero i think kiwami two i i've been playing an obsessive amount of pokemon snap like actually i saw that you were online the other day playing that we yeah my switch played more hours last week than my xbox Oh, impressive. Yeah. We, uh, we're, we're playing like we're kids, which is great. Cause we're just going back and forth and it, uh, Chris was like really, really enjoying it. And like, just, just the whole, like you get excited when you get that fourth, like you get that diamond picture, but we've gotten like three, 5,000 pictures and we're like, Whoa. And you guys yeah. are like giggling and tickling in each other. And you know, like, Oh, naturally the, you know, the, the, the algorithm is still super and... broken though. Like I do hope they update the game. Or Nintendo, please hear me out here. Release a DLC with more islands. I'd pay for that. One hundred. Oh come on, it's Nintendo. They will only release DLC for like their major, major franchises. That being, oh, you mean Pokemon's not a major, major franchise? 
Not Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap's more of a spinoff. But how how far have you gotten into Snap? Or did you guys kind of give up? I haven't really given up. I just decided to play some other games that I knew I was closer to finishing. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough because as somebody who does this every week, you're going to be like, Sean, what'd you play this week? I'll be like, well, I watched four playoff games and I haven't played a lot of video games. What's a four playoff game? No, like four <laughs> playoff games. Like, <laughs> the Maple Leafs are on a roll right now. We're hoping for the best. Oh, come uh, on. The Maple Leafs are going to choke in the third quarter of their stop winning talking. streak. Stop talking. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> why do you do this to yourself every year oh, that's, I love pain yeah but like, <laughs> like in all honesty I haven't played anything uh, I'm I'm very excited uh, uh, a friend of mine his name's Elsie uh, he, wanted, he wanted the shout out so here's your shout out um, hooked me up with a VR headset that I get to try before I buy one uh, and I'm really excited like you and I are going to sit down and play some tabletop games um there's, yeah, there's we're a few gonna have other... to find we're gonna have to find like a cheap one or something like that for Owen to borrow so that he can uh, we can play some tabletop simulator in VR. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to try it. There, like he showed me a list of these games and I could not tell you um, much about any. There, there's one that's called something Pixel 1995, which is apparently a very popular game, and like you're you're playing like a console while you're inside the VR. But then, like, your mom's, like, trying to come at you and be like, stop playing the game. And you, like, attack her with, like, a plate of cookies. Oh, yeah. Sounds like my childhood growing up, except she was attacking (laughs) me with the plate. Uh, Yeah, the the mechanics are very much like Entitled Goose. Um, But instead of you running a goose, you're trying to play video games and distracting your parents and stuff. But let's not let this distract you from the real reason why we're here. There's news in the video game world and movie world. Let's start off with... The one that made David's head kind of shake and be like, no, 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 no. Netflix might bring playable games to your screens next year. Can we just put a a preface to this? Um, Because Sean loves his rumors. So this is a huge, huge rumor. Yeah, but it's still beyond a rumor when more than one reputable news source has pulled it. So the article I pulled is like non-sequential but that's besides the point. before we get like too in depth into this the one that the thing about news sources is that if you, you could look up a similar like an article on something or google something and have you know four or five different different websites with articles on it but they're all the exact same information right or they all reference an individual uh website so for example sony is and we talked about this the other the other week sony's the lawsuit against sony's having a monopoly on digital games a lot of the articles out there all reference i think it's the bloomberg article which was like the first one that that had this info so yeah that's the thing about some of these rumors and stuff like that it's really it's it's easy right to be like oh yeah you know what let's make an article about this do we have any information well let's find Let's find out. And it's all the same kind of stuff, right? You're right. I'm just I, like, I'm looking at literally the biggest website that would have this kind of news. I just want to see what they pulled from their source. So it's both Reuters and Axios that has provided this information even to like Gizmodo. Mm-hmm. And like when it comes to gaming information of Gizmodo or Kotaku has it before IGN, that's typically where I'm looking. 
Like we're we're not going to ever turn around and say we're a news source. We're an entertainment source, and we're going to bring you the information in infotainment fashion. But when it comes to this, and yeah, David's right. I do love a good gaming rumor, and this is the worst time of year for it. This is our Christmas. But well, talk for yourself. Speak for yourself. You know, Christmas is my Christmas because that's when I can actually get things. Yeah. Okay. So this is like tangible. <laughs> this is the gaming media's quote yeah. unquote Christmas. Um, when you look at this as a whole, you just like, I immediately saw these and like, I rolled my eyes. I sent it to you. We started talking about it and we're like, okay, this is a show topic, but did Netflix not learn anything from Stadia? Like at all? Like what, what kind of catalog is Netflix going to hold if they can, that's going to be different than Stadia. And is this subscription based program? going to work with whatever console you have or is it going to be like you can play these games off netflix well i i my guess is that it's going to go through the the platform so if you can hook up a controller via like bluetooth or wired to a a specific device Mm -hmm. you should be able to to um play these games right they did if you remember um try already some of the uh, choose your own adventure style uh, shows. Remember well, they with, did that uh, with Black Mirror. Black Mirror, I think uh, Stranger it, Things as well. Uh, I don't think Stranger Things had it, but ba- it was what was it, Bandersnatch? Yeah, uh, like that. That was Black Mirror, and oh, the You versus Wild. The that's what it was. Um, with um, Guy Ritchie, no, um, Bear, Bear Girls. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they they already have like the technology to have, well, even the, the skip intro button, right? Um, it's the technology for user interaction is already built into the platform. Uh, it's just a matter of how much user interaction, uh, they can have, you know what I mean? Like, so, uh, I guess, you know, they they could have stuff on mobile devices where you would download a game specifically from their servers or their service and play it on your phone directly, which which is uh, very common, right? Like uh, Apple and both Google have their own kind of game subscription Apple service, Arcade right? isn't bad, but it's still very much like I know we talked about it when we were talking about Stardew Valley. That's a lot of the quality of the game for uh, um, Apple Arcade. It's a lot of like 2D scrollers or 2D yeah, platformers. But it's, like- it's kind of like that idea, though. It's a subscription service that gives you, you know, access to a curated list of games for your phone, right? Or tablet. Uh, I could see Netflix kind of getting into this market like that way. And then expanding into, you know, streaming services of some sort, like for games. Uh, but I honestly can't see it becoming a, uh, like a, a, a strong player in the gaming industry. I think if they were smart, and this is just my generalization based off limited evidence from multiple articles, they would go to Google be like, hey, 
it stadia didn't work out for you you know what you guys are really good at chrome you're really good at making our product look good chromecast amazing what if we bought stadia off you kind of like they wanted to buy blockbuster or blockbuster by them but they could just turn around and be like what if we bought this off you and made it accessible to everyone not the stadia console but the licenses for the games and you know what if you had a, a netflix game subscription and you had maybe like you could see a company like ubisoft jumping in all over this as uh an exclusive right you just be like hey well i want to mm-hmm. play assassin's creed i can either buy assassin's creed for 79.99 in canada or i could pay $15 to Netflix gaming, which is a subscription service that has Ubisoft games. And I could play, I could try Assassin's Creed for $15 a month, or I can keep playing other games on top of that. And it would just select your console. You would open it as a third party app on your PlayStation or your Xbox. It would load up the game and you'd play it. I don't know. Maybe see there's no evidence for anything. So we don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that would work. I think it would have to go through the Netflix app itself because I can't see Xbox or Microsoft or Sony allowing a game streaming service on their platform. Right? Because that would be a direct competitor to Game Pass and PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we know PlayStation now isn't uh, the greatest. Like it, it has its worth for sure, but it's not anything comparable to uh, Game Pass. But it still would be uh, that Sony's competition to any potential Netflix gaming service. Uh, so anything would probably have to go through the actual Netflix platform to try and to potentially bypass any sort of, um, I don't know. Reading a little bit deeper, it does appear to be the former more than the latter um, being comparable to Apple arcade and Google games. So Netflix will just have an interface in which you can play games through Netflix, but the odds of it being like high end games like Stadia is not necessarily the most in question option. So you you can take that for what it's worth as well. And apparently on Netflix, the games will be um, ad free. So maybe you're playing something like Candy Crush on your TV because you're super bored. And I mean, that does make it super accessible because there are some people who play Mm -hmm. games on their Chromecast. It is an opportunity to hit a market that doesn't necessarily exist. I know I have a third generation Apple TV. I never bought the controller for it and playing games on the little remote is very difficult. And like Mm -hmm. we got some of the games when they were free, like we have one of the Sonics, we have the anniversary Pac-Man because they were all free, but they're also incredibly difficult to play. If you maybe had a Netflix controller, who knows? I even know with companies like um, what's it called Rogers and Comcast, Um, They share a very similar technology. I like all their boxes and remotes are the same. Mm -hmm. And there's a game interface inside um, like the Rogers box. And you can play like like, there's like kids apps where you can play like a haunted house searches and stuff like that. So 
these things are coming. They are here. And the Apple TV has had it for years, even before Apple Arcade. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know what? Like, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. Maybe some of the Apple Arcade games that are exclusives will have competition on like a Netflix Arcade. I w- I'd be more down for Netflix Arcade than I would like Netflix having Assassin's Creed or Far Cry or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. It'll be interesting how it plays out. Um, Ultimately, competition is good, right? But uh, still, it's still going to end up being like three big players (laughs) in the whole industry of you know game streaming stuff. So, do you know what would make this hilarious? Google or uh, not Google Netflix picking up the phone and calling Epic. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) i have this idea (laughs) speaking of which apple and um epic is pretty much done industry experts are saying apple will win the 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 fight but will not win the war because ultimately what's going to happen is some sort of net neutrality where the government's going to get involved and cap the amount you can make on revenue per game is how they're kind of seeing this play out, which is really unfortunate. But in the 70-30 situation that we already have in all situations, and Epic was dumb and didn't take the 12% one from mm-hmm. Microsoft. Mm-hmm. What what What's the regulations really going to do to affect the gamer? Is it going to make every game $5 more so these companies still get their cake? Epic is just... Potentially. They've started something that I don't think they have the ability to finish and it could cost them. Like, you know, we've seen an increase in game prices already for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Right? Like 10 bucks for essentially a game that was made for previous gen, the previous gen uh, consoles, the PS4 or the Xbox One, um, with just some updates. Right? So. We've already seen that where people, the 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 gamers, are the ones paying for uh, the I don't know the software because it apparently costs more, right? So if uh, if Epic is going to need to somehow offset some a- a- added costs. Or, or lost revenue, so to speak, they're going to just potentially increase the cost of their things to make up for it, right? Yeah. Well, I, I just skimmed over one article saying, like, the most a judge could really do is turn around and be like, you know what? Why don't we just go to 80-20? Just, just take 10% off, meet Epic in the middle. You're not giving up the 15. They're not giving up the 30. Whatever. Who who really knows? The judge is set to decide it sometime soon. I I, I don't really see a definitive date on it. Uh, closing arguments have commenced, or they've actually culminated. Everything's done now, so we'll see, kind of what happens. I'm. I mean, I don't think it's going to affect us too too much, but hey. If you're a fan of Epic, you might as well try and jump in on their free games now before they have no money and can't give it away. <laughs> I uh, I bet that judge goes home every day and like talks to his like son 
<laughs> and be like, okay, you got to explain to me what the hell this Epic Games is. What the fuck is Tomato <laughs> Town and why does it sound like soup is there? <laughs> Speaking of uh, Epic Games, did you know or did you see the, the mega sale started and the summer of games has commenced? Yeah, there's a lot of um, sales going on right now. Um, not not really a, a hot button topic because we don't advocate for Epic and right now they're kind of doo-doo heads. Um, however, their free game this week was NBA 2K21. If you don't have it, you can own it. But if they lose well, to the Apple so- and... By the, time everyone, <laughs> by the time everyone's listening to this uh, oh, episode, it's already gone, yeah. it, it won't be NBA 2K21. Uh, it'll be some other random game that we're going to find out. But later. They, they did promise that it's going to be much like last year. And Grand Theft Auto 5 so far is still better than NBA 2K21. My library from Epic, I have not paid a single penny for. And I so have a ton I have, of stuff in here. I have purchased two games from the Epic Game Store. One being Anno 1800. And didn't you buy Squadrons on Epic? And Squadrons, yeah. Which now Because you had the coupon. Yeah, so... But now Squadrons is uh, on Game Pass for Xbox, and it's uh, next month's PlayStation Plus game. Oh, no. I know, right? Uh, but, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but I it mostly got it on, play, on PC because I have my VR headset. So I don't have a PlayStation uh, headset, VR headset anymore. Um, so honestly... Playing Star Wars Squadrons in VR is phenomenal. It is so cool. And it's worth it. Yeah. So the uh yeah. I'm just looking through my list now and I see Mud Runner and I downloaded Snow Runner onto my uh my Xbox just to try it out. And I've had so much fun hauling stuff. Mm-hmm. The game's they've, super like choppy, but they've given away some pretty good games on uh, Epic. Like, so they had Pillars of Eternity, which is a CRPG. Like that that game was uh, a Kickstarter, and it's it's actually became very very popular. It's a really good game. Jurassic I, World Evolution. I don't think I got Pillar. Oh, I did get Pillars of Eternity. Yep. Kingdom Come Deliverance. That was a big one. Civ Six. Uh, yeah. Um. Like a bunch of like smaller indie games as well, but like Borderlands, all the Borderlands games, obviously. Um, Cities, Skylines, which has come out free like everywhere. Battlefront uh, 2, the complete uh, celebration edition was huge. Some of the Darksiders games, Elite Dangerous, Farming Simulator 19. Hey, my personal favorite, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, the complete edition. Yeah, like so there's a, there's a, a, a good number of games to i and i honestly think that these free games have really helped epic's image because remember when they released a game store and they pulled everything off uh steam yeah right like there's like huge uproar for that um but i feel like people have embraced the epic game store and the, their launcher and all that stuff, you know their their coupon that they have right now for their summer sale stuff. No, oh, the so fourteen dollars off or whatever. Yeah, it's fourteen dollars off a game in Canada, so it's ten dollars United States, but it's fourteen dollars in Canada, uh, and you have to buy a game that is I think twenty bucks minimum, maybe I forget what it is. Um, that's what it was before. 
learn more. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, coupon details. Here you are. Uh, it's a ten dollar coupon, and you like ten dollar US, and you have to buy a game that is fifteen dollars or more. So you can essentially get like a game for five bucks, right? But the way that these their coupons have always worked is that you you get the coupon for making a purchase, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get another coupon when you make a purchase. That's <laughs> yeah, just double up or triple up. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not that bad of a like uh, of of a deal for like there are some good deals that, to be had on there. What what do we have to spend in Canada? <laughs> okay, fourteen dollar coupon, and you have to buy a game that is uh, twenty twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. So that's still a significant discount. Uh, um, I I know you don't have to pay for it because you have Game Pass, but did you? Try Knockout City, or have you downloaded it yet? Because it is now free. I don't know what Knockout City is. It is the 3v3 dodgeball rocket party thing. Oh, yeah. I heard that it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm currently downloading it right now. Oh, man. So, you, the coupon... <laughs> oh, my God. In, in Indonesia, it's 140000 Indonesian Rupa Rupaya? I don't know. R-U-P-I-A. Mm-hmm. Man, can you imagine your money being valued so little that like <laughs> just to have $14 is like, oh yeah, here's 140,000 coins. Spe- speaking of money and valued so little, could you imagine having trillions of dollars and then dropping 8.45 billion dollars usd like it was chump change to buy the entire company mgm could you uh, imagine having that kind did of someone money? do that yeah did fucking amazon did <laughs> hey it, it could have been disney i mean yes you bring up a point you bring up a very valid point and I think Amazon having the rights to all of James Bond, Fargo, Shark Tank, Vikings, is a good thing. And I think that's going to be a very good thing for Amazon Prime, especially if some of these movies end up free. Like most of the Bond collection, I think in Canada, you can get on, I want to say Crave, without like paying for it. And most cable services have most of them anyways. So that's not bad, but man, Amazon is here to to party. It's Netflix, Disney, and Amazon, and it's just a it's a three ring circus that just got slightly more complicated. MGM uh, or Metro Goldwyn Mayers, I believe, is what it is. Myers Mayers. Mm-hmm. Um, here are just some of the movies they have in current production that they've just acquired. Some some big titles, some little ones. Snake Eyes, Candyman, The Addams Family 2. No Time to Die. So they're literally going to get that payday on that James Bond film. Uh, the Untitled Sesame Street Musical. Soggy Bottom, Legally Blonde 3, and Creed 3. Tomb Raider 2. Not bad. So I was reading some of the uh, comments on, on Reddit on some of the threads about this and people are all really pissed off that Amazon 
bought MGM saying like, oh, it's a big monopoly and all this stuff. Like this is horrible. But I, f- I feel like people forgot that MGM has been so mismanaged over the last few years that didn't they, f- they, they filed for bankruptcy like twice. They're, at one point, the company was actually li- like liquidating itself because it was, it w- had no money. Yeah, they sold off a bunch of their rights, I believe. Yeah, so the fact that I was actually just surprised that it was worth like $9 billion. <laughs> and that was probably on a deep discount. So these are all the MGM Holdings. So it's uh, MGM Home Entertainment, MGM Interactive, MGM TV and Digital Group, American International Pictures. Uh, they own Orion Pictures. That's Orion. Sorry, Orion. You know, like Orion's belt. Yes. The stars. The constellation. <laughs> I But this is nothing about them also purchasing the hotels and stuff. I'd assume that's part so of the package. I think because MGM, like that's still part of their their uh, company, right? So Amazon technically owns a big chunk of Las Vegas now. Could you imagine you go up to your room and you're like, I want a candy bar and Amazon drone, a drone delivers it to your like hotel room wouldn't it be amazing if prime members got like discounts <laughs> oh, yeah. like, your candy bar was only 36 cents in vegas like oh you you get 50 percent off discount at the buffet at the mgm studios hotel okay heck yes you know where i'm staying now the cheaper hotel down the street but i'm going to the mgm studios one for uh, the buffet all you can eat jeff bezos biscuits did you know MGM was flipped by Ted Turner? I don't know who Ted Turner is. That is that uh, Tina TBS, Turner's husband? No, the t- the TBS guy. I don't, I still don't know what you're talking about. So, anyways, so Ted Turner <laughs> buys MGM in in 1986, and then a few months later, he sells it back to the original owners to recoup a massive debt while keeping the library assets for himself. Fucking genius. <laughs> Um, this series of deals left MGM even more heavily in debt shows here. The debt load from three sub, uh, subsequent business deals negatively affected MGM's ability to survive after a bidding war, which included time Warner, which is Turner broadcasting or TBS general electric, which owns NBC and famously referenced all the time in 30 rock. Uh, MGM was acquired in September 23rd, 2004 by Sony, Comcast, and the Texas Pacific Group, now TPG Capital. That's why MGM failed. Sony owned it. (laughs) So it doesn't matter what Sony does. I will find something in an episode to shit on them. Yeah. That's Um, so funny. (laughs) I'm... Like, the thing is, is like I said, people are, like, really upset about this. But at the same time, like, whatever. You know, like I said, it could be Disney. You know, when, when Disney buys a company, people don't get all up in arms. When Disney bought Fox, everyone's like, oh, heck yes. Yeah, because that that we're going to get we're going to get all the Fox stuff on on Disney Plus. Right. Like, it's. It's a, a good thing when Disney buys a. a big media company but then when amazon or hell even if it was netflix if netflix bought mgm people would be all like oh yeah sweet like 
we're going to get all the James Bond movies on Netflix. Right? Like, just because Jeff Bezos is, like, the richest man in the world. and He's not like, anymore. Some fashion guy just beat him out. Well, after, you know, they start making pumping out movies from MGM, we'll, we'll see. But r- regardless, you know, he ha- nine billion dollars is is chump change for that guy. Right. And the Amazon company. And Amazon, I don't know if you've watched any of their Amazon um, Prime. Whatever they called uh like movies and stuff like that. Originals, prime yeah, originals, prime originals, or Amazon, Amazon originals. There, the the production quality is very good for a lot of them. You know, and, and I'm not saying that uh, uh, Netflix doesn't have good production quality and stuff like that, but it's just it's no different than if Netflix or Disney bought MGM. People are just mad because people like to hate on Amazon. Right. You, you know what's kind of crazy? And this might sound super outlandish. I think per capita, Amazon Originals versus Netflix also Originals. Now, what are they called? Netflix. Yeah, yeah they're Netflix, Netflix original film. And a Disney Plus. Um, original? Uh, no, that's not what the Disney Plus ones are called. They're called something else. Disney. Disney Plus exclusive. Well, no, that's different. I think they're Disney Plus originals. See, the thing is, it's not that original when you think about it. No, it's not. Disney Plus originals? Oh, they are called originals. Holy shit. So, when you look at all three of those per capita, yeah, Disney, the House of Mouse, has way more money than you could shake a stick at. From all the original shows I've seen on all three, I think Amazon might have the best quality ones. Because they take the time. They're they're not manufacturing them as fast. Like, you've seen some of the Netflix originals. They're ass. Some of them are really good. Some of them are ass. And then you have Disney, who just puts the most amount of energy into every single piece of work. Like The Mandalorian, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The Bad Batch. Even, like, some of their Disney Plus original movies. Right? Like, that's that's going to be your upper echelon of quality for production value, but I think Amazon actually puts together, puts out the most complete product nine times out of 10 for their cap. I would, I would say quality wise and uh, enjoyment wise for original content. Amazon is top there because they, they have their prime video, but I feel like it's a lesser used service than that of Disney plus or Netflix. So they have to have that higher quality uh, original content on there to try and draw people to using the service, right? You can subscribe to Amazon uh, Prime Video without having an Amazon Prime uh, subscription, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I know one person that does that, and I don't understand why, because it ends up being more expensive. <laughs> To do which, sorry, like pay it month by it, month? It, it's more expensive to subscribe to Prime Video monthly than it is to spend a, a yearly subscription to Amazon Prime. That includes everything, right? Um, but I feel like even though people have Amazon Prime, they, they don't necessarily use the Prime Video subscription. You know, like um, you, have, you have Prime, right? Yep. Do you use the 
the Amazon Music? Never. Exactly. Right. Uh, do you use uh, Amazon Photos? Never. Right. So, you know, I I know that you use Prime Video. I use it because we are consumers of the specific media. Right. Like that's that's what we do. Um, but there's a lot of people that don't that don't use Prime Video. And I think the way to get them to start using it is to have that high quality video content. Um, Netflix stuff, it's hit or miss, right? Like some of the stuff on there is, uh, what was the one with, uh, it was with the guy who played Falcon. Oh, that Anthony Mackie movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it was an interesting concept, but then it just became very like typical. And it was like, it, it just was a, poor movie and i think what i've noticed that what netflix does is that they have these famous actors that everyone knows right um and these movies come out right when another movie or series is out with that same actor right so they try and capitalize on people knowing who that person is to try and get them to uh watch their show yeah that I mean, it's a huge strategy, but it's also right. a, a but big I, swing and a miss one every once in a while too, right? Right. So, uh, and then there was uh, the one with what's his what's his face, uh, Ryan Reynolds, where he's like uh, military oh, the, guy. The Six Underground, which started off really right? weird, and then it was like an incredible movie, right? Like, so that one was kind of slow, and then it it picked up, and then there was the one with uh, f- what was it, Frontier. The Charlie with, uh, one, yeah, with uh, uh, Ben Affleck and and all that, like that was that was pretty good too. But that one kind of started off slow, but then halfway through it kind of got weird. Wait, are you talking about the TV show? No, no, it was like a movie. Yeah, you're thinking it's not Frontier. It's um, it was like some drug running movie or something like that. Yeah, it's the the one with that's a Triple Frontier, the helicopter one, right? Like it starts off there. It's a military movie. Yeah, like a, a ragtag group of guys trying to do one last job. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, it was an all right movie, but there's also a lot of, like, TV shows that they've done that are just really bad. Like, uh, what, Jupiter's Legacy or something like that? Yeah, and apparently Dave Bautista's new movie didn't do very well. But uh, that's because Army, Zack Army Snyder of, is an idiot. Army of the Dead. I, I'm interested in watching that one. I, I noticed that it had just released. I think it was earlier this week, right? So, mm. so I don't the, know. That's like one of those things that I'll I'll check out. But like I was saying, though, it's with Netflix, it's very hit or miss. With Amazon Prime, for the most part, anything that I've watched on there from their originals, I really enjoyed. The only thing that I disliked was Tales from the Loop. Uh the first few episodes were really interesting. Like it's, it's weird, but uh, the problem with that series is that each of the episodes didn't really connect. And I was getting uh, originally, I was getting some black mirror vibes, like a different take on black mirror. Um, but it was nothing like it. So we ended up just kind of stopping that. I think we got like halfway through and we're like, yeah, it's not worth our time. Yeah, there was, um, I, I can't remember what the show's called. It stars Tori Valachi and um, Richard Hammond on Amazon on Amazon Prime, and it's kind of like um, it's kind of like MythBusters meets Top Gear or The Grand Tour, and it's just awful. It's so it's so beyond scripted. It's like gross. There, it's supposed to be like a shipwreck show, but it's not. 
I, I don't know if you've seen it before. I have not. No. Um, either way, it's like it's sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's really bad. It's called The Great Escapists. But it was supposed to be kind of like the spinoff from the Grand Tour. And the Grand Tour is a phenomenal show as well. So, yeah, as I think Amazon actually does a lot of things right. And I think having a lot of these products, we might finally get a James Bond TV show. Look at what they do with Jack Ryan. They they fix that. Well, so the funny thing about Jack Ryan, like we watched the first episode. It didn't really grip me. Um, maybe part of me just doesn't really find interest in movies that have strong stakes in like the middle East. Um, I feel like that whole kind of like middle Eastern terrorism thing has really been overdone, you know, like, like in the, the early nineties, it was like what a lot of the movies were like Russians. Yeah. Right. And then they went to the middle East, like in the early two thousands then they went back to the Russians. Now it's back to the Middle East. And I don't know. It's like cowboy movies, right? Like the Westerns. Like it's just like feels so drawn out and overdone. Um, but Angela watched Jack Ryan and she loved it. She watched the entire series. Did she love it or did she love John Krasinski? No, she she watched it for the series. I think. <laughs> <laughs> No, now I'm not so sure. <laughs> no, I'm not sure at all. But that, that's still cool. That's uh, that's why it's there, right? Like I think we're moving. But it did well. It did well enough. Sorry, it did well enough for them to make a season two and a season three. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But mo- moving on from movies, let's talk about the real, real reason why people are here. To talk about Pokemon. That's right. Just like every other year, seemingly, we're getting a new, we're getting two quote unquote new Pokemon titles in November. And then Pokemon Legends of Arceus is dropping January 28th, 2022. Which so, is interesting. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, why is it interesting before I get into the brilliant diamond and it, shining pearl? Well, they, they are releasing. Uh, a remake of Diamond and Pearl in November, right? Leading up into the the holiday spending time, like the Christmas yeah. season. And then right after, right in the new year, they're releasing the brand new Pokemon, which is taking uh, a huge ch- change in direction, right? It's going to be more open world action RPG style. Yeah. And the starters are split over three different generations mm-hmm. because it's going to be more of the the region, right? Which is kind of cool. I think the starters are like Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshwat, which is three different generations, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. And the RPG kind of like aspect, like it has a weird Pokemon Go feel to it because you just walk up to things and throw at it much like the movie, but it also has like a, an open world battle mechanic, which is different than what we've seen previously, where like jumps into battle and mm-hmm. it's turn-based. I think we need to see much more and we'll see something this summer about it. Like you're going to see an extended I, trailer for sure. 
I honestly would not be surprised if we see something at this year's E3. Even though Nintendo's not at E3, <laughs> technically, they're, you know, they're doing their Nintendo Direct stuff. But I would not be surprised if we see something um, from the Nintendo Direct. But at the same time, I would not be surprised if we didn't see anything, right? Like, it's still, I don't know, we're, we're six months away. Yeah. I feel like we're close enough. The, the first trailer and the first video content that they showed us a few months ago. Um, when When was that? announced uh that was that pokemon direct back back in february um the it it is it is um not the best looking uh like quality it it has you so choked on words because it doesn't look great it it looks like a tech demo honestly and i feel like they are taking kind of like the breath of the wild open world style mm-hmm. and put turn into kind of Pokemon, which is really cool. I think that's, this is kind of where Pokemon needs to evolve to, but then the, the gameplay trailer or this, it just looked awful, you know, environments looked like they were poorly put together. The graphics weren't, like there's better looking games on the Switch by far, especially from Nintendo, and the frame rate. Like there's frame rate issues throughout the entirety of this uh, this trailer. So, I I hope that we see something new in the next, uh, at least maybe the next two Nintendo Directs because after like I find the second half of the year we start getting more and more like Nintendo directs. Well, right? yeah, cause they just kind of pop out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that the next, uh, trailer that we see for this game shows some like legitimate visual improvements because if it, if it looks the way that it does at like in this trailer, if it looks this way at release, um, uh, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Well, that's like looking at Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Okay, we we know that it's an older game, but it actually looks pretty good for the Switch. Uh, it's funny. Um, somebody I know mentioned to me, they're like, oh, I don't want to buy a Switch. I'm like, well, then buy the original game and uh, like a 3DS. Like, it's your choice. Do what you want to do. But like this will sell consoles. That's the whole idea. Mm hmm. And if you want to buy, like, buy the mini, buy the mini, or not the mini, that like the handheld, buy the handheld, the, the light, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not too sure. Like, I'm on, I'm conflicted, as you can clearly hear in my voice about uh, Brilliant Diamond and Super Shiny Pearl or whatever it is. Is it because it's uh, not the title that you wanted? No, it's not even that. It's I'm I'm conflicted because they when they came out with uh, let's go Eevee and Pikachu, they recreated Pokemon red, blue, yellow. Mm-hmm. Right. And they gave it that updated 3d look all the while keeping to the roots of what the original game looked like. But it was a Pokemon go mechanic. It was that, that, but the story was the and, same. and the world map, like the, the, world layout was the exact same right 
I feel like they could have kept that visual style and updated Diamond and Pearl to take advantage of that style, all while keeping the traditional Pokemon uh, catching and fighting mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. This just feels visually. This one just feels like a mobile game. You know, a game that was designed for mobile phones for something that has, you know, less computing power, graphical power than the Nintendo switch. It, it just feels like a, a, a quick port of the game. Which one would you have preferred then? Like I I honestly don't mind. I, I have no issues with diamond or pearl. Um, I personally had never played them, so I would be really interested in playing these games. But I'm, I'm just saying visually, I think they took an easy way to bring the game to the Nintendo Switch by using the the graphic style that they have. Like, I get that they're trying to update it well, keeping it true to the original game. But if they can make Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee look as good as it did and you still had that like nostalgic feeling of playing like the original pokemon games with it right mm-hmm. like it was cool exploring all of like those towns and everything that we did growing up playing on our game boys right you didn't feel like you were playing a different game it was just the same game but it looked better this one just is the same game but it looks kind of better (laughs) if that makes sense i'll be 100 honest with you when i saw that it was being remade first thing i thought of was gold and silver or crystal because both of those games were fantastic but the one element that i really liked about let's go eevee and let's go pikachu was the fact that they made a slight variation of the game that made it better like yeah it was it is fun to kind of walk around the grass because you're searching for that one Pokemon that you really, really wanted. Or in the case mm. of like, let's go uh, Pikachu and Eevee. If you're shiny chasing, you know how to make your own chain because you just have to keep walking to the same type of Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they just follow the same mechanic? They have the blueprint. Why couldn't you do the same mechanic with mm. this and make it, Make it your own. Make it for the Switch. Make it full, like, utilize what makes the Switch special. And make it so you can play it with one hand. Like, you're going to... Yeah, so you can do something else with the other hand. I'm talking about, like, eating snacks and stuff like that. (laughs) The, the, (laughs) The way I look at it is this is a huge missed opportunity for Nintendo. But it's also not because they'll make money no matter what they do. You could have designed the game the same way you did Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, and you would have had a a new group of people play the game that you just created and like released two years ago, right? Like new players know that style on the mm-hmm. Switch. They don't know anything else. And then they they know Sword and Shield, which was actually a great game. I'm about halfway done and I, I intend to finish it. It's my like summer balcony game. If I want to just play a game on the balcony and chill, that's a good mm-hmm. game to play. But when you 
when you kind of unpack it and unravel it, it's just, it's not the same. And I understand the whole idea of like making games different, but you just sold this type of remake game to everybody and everybody loved it. I couldn't find 10 people that did not like let's go Eevee as an example. Uh, I did not let let's go Eevee so much so that I got let's go Pikachu. (laughs) Was it just because you started with Eevee? Uh, I found Eevee's voice super, super annoying. Interesting. That that's, that's the only reason why I dis I, I liked the, the, like I said, the graphics, the game style, the changes that they made, the uh, the the Pokemon Go mechanic, like the catch mechanic, was unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I liked how they still had the traditional battles as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I found that the voice of Eevee was unnatural. <laughs> you know it so i ended up i luckily at the time i had just rented pokemon like let's go eevee because uh i just wanted to i think i think i did it so that i could get the uh super there's like some specific item or something like that that you would get if you had the game before a certain date so i rented it so that i at least have that save file so i could get that uh and then i ended up buying let's go pikachu because i can I can deal with Pikachu's voice over the Eevee voice in that game. So my only curiosity would have been when you play Sword and Shield. Um, just have, do you, have you played Sword and Shield or no? I have not. Oh, so when you get to like the wild area, you can like you can go back into the little like place that you came and took the train, and you can talk to somebody. And in my case, he let me bring my Let's Go Pikachu in. So like you don't really level them up or anything, but it comes mm-hmm. with a special attribute. I'm curious as if they did that with Eevee as well. I'd have to look it up. Um, they probably I, did. I, I sound stupid talking about it without knowing, but could you imagine having a special attribute Eevee that you can't evolve? Oh, true. To, I don't know. I don't know. It's Pokemon sword. It, it doesn't even come up. Oh, wait. Eevee do Pokemon Sword and Shield. If you played Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, you can bring a special Pikachu or Eevee with you. But it, can you evolve it? I don't know. Probably, probably not. Why right? would because you want an Eevee that you can't evolve? Well, if they made it so that you could evolve it, it would kind of um, make it so that people who had only had the Pikachu version of the game were at a disadvantage if they were trying to catch all the Pokemons. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because um, like it does say you can't send it back, which is funny because like Chris played Let's Go. It's like, a, on, it's like adopting a child. You you know, <laughs> no take backs. <laughs> <laughs> no take backs. This is your EV and not mine. Um, but we want to know what you guys think when it comes to the Pokemon games. Is this what you expected? Do you want something different? Let us know in the comment section on our Facebook and or our Instagram. We'll post the episode uh, content as per usual. But just let us know. Um, for myself, for David. Me. That's you. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> uh, check us out on any podcatcher that you could possibly find. Check us out anywhere that you find your social. And uh, soon you'll be able to check us out on TikTok. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I know we teased of, it before. Dream of us. 
dream of us in your TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Catch you next episode.